The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. A big darn deal. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello. It's Liam Mason. Come in. There he is. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, thanks for seeing me. Hello. I'm here because I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of doing some comedy. I'm a, I'm a funny guy, aren't I? Yeah. Definitely. Here's some of the stuff I'd like to work on. Improv, stand-up comedy, funny monologues, crazy characters, sketches, slapstick, anecdotes, parody. Yeah? Yeah. There you, you notice this list, huh? I'm always making lists. Oh, uh, In fact, that's probably why Steven Spielberg cast me as Oscar Schindler, Schindler's List. I said, Steven... I make lists all the time. And he said, that's exactly what I'm looking for. But <laughs> what's funny? So I thought you were joking about getting the part of Oscar Schindler because you made lists. No. As an actor, you need stuff to draw on. And I drew on that. Okay. Wow. Bob Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. Hello, Bob. Hi there. Oh, God. Uh, you know, it is, uh, what is it, September 14, 2017, and I'm Bob. Uh, we're, by the way, I, I forgot to mention this on Tuesday. We're brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Get free legal advice at thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and Jess. Okay, so here we are on our Thursday show. We might as well just dive in. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Let's bring him in. It's, it's the lead singer of Compromat. It is uh, <laughs> David Ferguson is here. T-Rex. I'm just having a little trouble with the door with my tiny arms. <laughs> <laughs> I love all those T-Rex memes. The, the T-Rex trying to... Fold laundry, T-Rex trying to reach. Oh, God, but you've got normal size arms. I'm not your punchline, Bob. <laughs> All right. So, uh, my friend, lead singer of Compromat. Compromat, which is my favorite band name ever. Tell me about your band. 
Oh, we had our first show on Saturday night, actually. That's great. And it went really well. Uh, it's a four-piece thing. It's rock and roll. So what kind of stuff do you guys play? Is it all like uh, cover songs, or is it uh, you write your own material? What's the deal? Oh, no, we don't want to make money or anything. <laughs> we write our own material. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually like in Athens, Georgia, where I live, which has a large and thriving and extremely Yeah, it was a, REM came out of uh, Athens, Georgia. But, yeah. That's I'm, the dichotomy you face. You can play covers and play like, you know, we're an 80s cover band and you can make like $6,000 a weekend playing fraternity parties. Or you can write your own material and get lucky if you make enough money at the door to pay everybody who worked at the club that night. I actually got to see a video of your band play. You sent me a video. And, and my first reaction was, uh, yes. it, it has a glossy sheen of consummate professionalism. I wanted to review it like the uh, like the Patrick Bateman review of Huey Lewis in the News. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, so let's, uh, let's dive in, David. Let's dive into the major craziness that's happening I, I just, it, it's like Keith Olbermann said last night. He's like, some people think Trump is pivoting, but he's just crazy. The, I mean, that's the entire thing, the, this entire deal. And it is a big darn deal. A big darn deal. Whenever I say a deal, I've been pronouncing it like Sarah Palin. I've been saying dill instead, <laughs> instead of deal. A big darn deal. Well, Trump made a big darn deal with uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi again. I mean, a, a second deal, which is. Well, he got such good press the last time around. He really is just like a, a rat in a box. That he pushes the pellet and he get he pushes the bar and he gets a pellet, or he pushes the bar and he gets a shock at certain times, and he's figured out that pushing the bar that time got him a pellet, so he wants a new pellet and he wants the pray the press to he prays on him for being. I just the thing I can't stand is when you like is all the big news organizations are trying to now disown him as a Republican. Yeah, like you know now he's an independent. You know the first independent president in 159 years. It's like no, 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 no. Well, this is. Uh, I mean that that's a whole other aspect of all of this, which is the uh, the effort to normalize Donald Trump, which. Uh, whenever this sort of thing happens, whenever he does something that isn't uh, completely monstrous, which is only like mildly passable, I don't know what you would even call it, mediocre, is this what this is? I mean, he he, passed, he cut a deal, apparently. Okay, with, well, first we got to bear in mind that he's trying to undo a mess that he made himself. Exactly, right? exactly I mean, he's right. He's trying to like bury a poop that he did in the middle of the living room rug. So before we give him too much credit, we have to remember that he God. pooped on the rug first. Like somehow uh, walked into this like he walks into every crisis that there ever is in the White House. This is an ongoing problem for Donald Trump and frankly, all the people around him extending on out to Devin Nunes. And we'll get to Devin Nunes in just a second. But the, the problem mm. is, is that Donald Trump actually is creating these pits of quicksand himself and then just jumping into them. It's like, I don't know. I don't know how to get out of this pit of quicksand. Well, you shouldn't struggle. You should <laughs> remain still. If I learned anything from 70s television, it's that you do not struggle when you're in your own quicksand. And so what Donald Trump is doing is he's struggling. Not only did he create the quicksand pit, but now he's in it and he's flailing on it. I don't know how to get out of here. This is quicksand. This is not very good. And it's not the greatest quick, not the most tremendous quicksand, I must tell you. It's horrible quicksand. <laughs> it is goddamn prison. That's right. We have different we have different Trumps. Like your Trump is like the the the, the sweet the I am a tiny harmless. <laughs> and you do the millions and millions, you do that Trump. I'm at the rally. You know, I'm talking to the people in the back row there in, like, you know, I don't know, Bumfuck Falls, 
See, we both do. You know what we both do, though? We both do gibberish Trump. You were just doing yeah. gibberish Trump. And then when I, you know, sometimes what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll have uh, MSNBC on television and then I'll go and do something or I'll want to d- d- make a phone call or something like that. I'll mute the television. And when I see Trump talking on mute, I want to go. I want to dub his voice in, and it, but it always looks like he's saying "jibby jibby doo, jibby jibby doo." <laughs> like I swear to God, just watch him, watch him on mute one time. Turn your computer speakers all the way down or something. Oh, no, and watch I a heard video you say Trump. this on a show the other day, and I tried it, and it, sure enough, it just looks like he's making little pursing motions with his lips. Yes, he's going "jibby jibby doo." You know, it's just it's it's so simple because it sounds like it just looks like he's just going shibby-do, Isn't he really though, essentially? I mean Yeah, I think he is. It's basically it might as well he might as well scatting the presidency. Yeah, he might as well just be doing that. But uh yeah, I mean I you know the the Trump voice that I like is the one where he's almost out of breath. Where he's just struggling to get a few more words out. It's like when he's tweeting, he likes to use all 140 characters. And when he's talking, <laughs> he likes to use every bit of breath in his lungs. So when he's talking about the people, all the people in Florida, we're going to go down there. Down there, down there. <laughs> and it just kind of fades <laughs> out into nothing. The big got. Sniffs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then one more thing about all the people, and we're going to do this deal. It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be the most tremendous deal in the world, and it's going to be fantastic. And then we... <laughs> and it's just nothing. But anyway, so so Donald Trump cut this deal with uh, Nancy Pelosi and, and Chuck Schumer, apparently, at this dinner at the White House. And it's a deal to uh, uh, pass DACA in Congress and then to also pass other border security measures, but not the wall. And there was a, of course, there was a huge outcry after that because the way it kind of trickled out through the Associated Press and through uh, Schumer and Pelosi, who each released a story, I think they released a joint statement. Uh, <laughs> we can't wait to tell everybody this. Oh my God. Yeah. Talk about there, there are so many teehees in this story. It's, it's amazing. But so, regardless, I mean, there was an initial misunderstanding with the announcement of the deal because. Uh, because it sounded like Donald Trump was walking away, or what he likes to do is he just likes to wander randomly away from things. But these, this, in this case, he was walking away from the wall, building the wall, and that wasn't that wasn't the readout that I got from the statement or the initial release, which was no, the deal doesn't have anything to do with the wall. The wall is separate. Right. right? We reached a deal on everything, excluding the wall. Well, but it's like, you know, last week or whenever it was when they all misinterpreted that NPR story where it's like, baby boomer, get off the couch. <laughs> and it was a health story about like heart rate and how sitting is bad for you, especially in middle age. Yeah. But the Trumpsters just took that as a poison dart straight at them. They were just like, you get off the couch, millennium. I worked all my life. I owe you nothing. It's like, uh, calm down, Squidbilly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with politics and everything to do with your resting heart rate. Yeah, just so much overreaction to to this and yeah, to but, but everything. It's... And so they saw like excluding the wall and immediately were like, 
there's no more wall. Our dreams are ashes. That's right. Like ruin. Donald Trump just completely reneged on the biggest thing he's been proposing all along, which is building the wall and making Mexico pay for it. Well, Mexico is no longer paying for it. That's something that's that's done. Mexico was that's, never going to pay for it. Yeah, I, no, they were never going to obviously never going to pay for it. But and, in his PR stream, we've let that detail slide now. It, we are lighting slightly, you know, past that particular point. Yep, going to have. Freaking lasers on its head. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's going to be a gigantic wall, and there are going to be lasers on the top of it. That's a, and this is what he said. And then, and then he said in the uh, well, he didn't say that about the lasers, but what he said was that uh, no, that was Doctor Evil. But I bet on a test, like a written test, if I gave you blocks of text and we're like, who said it? Doctor Evil or Donald Trump? <laughs> you right. have to chew on your pencil a little. Go on. That, yeah, that would be a tough call. But he, what he did say was that uh, that he's building. Parts of he's building samples of the wall. He's creating several different samples of the wall, which we can well, it's like decide. When you have a wedding when you try the different cakes, they bring them to you on a plate. Yeah. You know, he'll be sitting there in some like gold painted like velvet line chair, and they'll bring him like you know, uh, Mr. Pushington. Here are the models of the wall, and he'll just be like, ah, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I, you know, <laughs> exactly. And, and, but you know, the thing about all of this is he just does. He doesn't seem to understand how any of this works because what he said this morning was, and this was, I believe, on Twitter. He was like, "Well, you know, it's it's subject to vote. It's it's not a deal until there's a vote." Well, yes, it is a deal. Let's see. Here what he said. Here's what he said on Twitter this morning. No deal was made last night on DACA. Massive border security would have to be agreed to in exchange for consent. Would be subject to vote. So that is the di- that that's the big darn deal. A big darn deal. Right. And but the fact that there's still a vote to come is just that's just a technicality, wouldn't it be? I mean, when you cut a deal with lawmakers, you agree to do something which is by definition a deal or if you're Sarah Palin, it's a deal. And so that's what this is, but he doesn't understand that it is. He's trying to he's trying to wiggle his way around this because he probably sat and watched Hannity last night. And I, I and wonder got scorched. Yeah, exactly. And I wonder, David, if he was going, oh, my God, I really screwed up. Or, or if he was just sitting there going, jibby-jibby-doo, jibby-jibby-doo. And I think that's what he was doing. I think he was probably saying that to himself over, I really screwed well, up. Well, I mean, because... apparently he is, like, slurring his words by, by 9 p.m. Yeah, that's according because... According to Alex Jones and Roger Stone. Right, that's because John um, Kelly you know, is poisoning just, him. I like watching, like, Roger Stone's reaction to General Kelly, and it totally reminds me of when, like, my twin brother was, like, a teenage drug addict. I shouldn't get his, like, dirty look. And at, <laughs> out here in the air but like and my mom sorry sorry t-rex's twin brother clamped down you know and he had all these friends that were like you're no fun anymore she's a bitch you know and it's totally like a rogers it's exactly (laughs) roger stone's tone yeah when he's talking about you know uh uh, john what's his first name kelly John, John Kelly. Kelly, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, my, See, pe- my thinking it can't be John. That's too obvious. My yeah. my pediatrician. I swear to God, my pediatrician growing up. My my first doctor was named John Kelly, which is why I always think like, oh my God, I'm gonna when John Kelly's in the news, I'm like, oh crap, I gotta get a throat culture. That's that's <laughs> miserable. Like having flashbacks <laughs> of penicillin shots. <laughs> that's miserable. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so so I interrupt. So so John, yeah, John Kelly is apparently uh, adding sedative to. 
uh, Donald Trump's Diet Coke and iced tea, which is just is so hilarious to me. And he won't hang out with the bad kids anymore. But I mean, you know, we talked about this. I mean, David, we talked about this on, on Tuesday's postmortem show, but it's bears repeating that what they're basically doing, what Alex Jones and Roger Stone are doing, is they're basically admitting to the fact that Donald Trump starts slurring his words by the end of the day. That's what well, we, all the big presidents get drunk eventually, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, they're saying it's because he's being drugged by John Kelly and H.R. McMaster, I think. He's sundowning. It's an Alzheimer's symptom. Yeah. I mean, if that's what's going on, I mean, if he really is becoming disoriented and having slurred speech and, and, and stuff in the evening, it's probably because, I mean, they, there was someone raised that question when he just kind of sort of toddled off from the gangplank of or, you know, Air Force One that time. And they're like, oh, Mr. President, the car's over here. The car's over here. Mr. President, somebody get him. Did you get him? Yeah, point him this way. Car is over. Mr. President, car is over here. Yeah. Well, obviously, if supporters of his are confessing to the fact that he's slurring his words by the end of the day, this might be a serious issue. I mean, if Roger Stone and Alex Jones are hearing firsthand reports coming in from all around saying that he's slurring his words, maybe, maybe the, the whole 25th Amendment option needs to be invoked because that's why it was, that's why it was there. That's one of the reasons why it was invented. But anyway, so let's get back to this uh, this big darn deal that uh, that a big darn deal. Yep, and uh, the reaction to me was some of the most hilarious aspects of this whole thing. To go through the uh, go through Twitter and see all of the Trump supporters just screaming and belly aching about all of this. The first thing that I saw this morning was I went over to Drudge Report. And he's got the big mm -hmm. banner headline above his logo that says Dream Team. And then it's got a picture of Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump side by side with Donald Trump sort of grinning and looking looking at Nancy Pelosi. And Nancy Pelosi's wincing at her podium or something like that. Then, it, <laughs> then, then there's links. It says, praise. Pr it says here, praise in San Francisco for Pelosi and Trump. President vows to work with Dems. Oh, no. Wall will praise in San Francisco. That's right. That's right. Praise in in gay San Francisco for Pelosi and Trump. That's what. That's the subtext here. Wall will come later. That's the next link. And then it says Schumer on a hot mic. He likes us. He likes us. He likes, he really us. likes us. So he this is anyway. I mean, see, this is. I mean, what they figured out is that he's basically unfrozen caveman president. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, your bright flashbulbs and irritating questions frighten me. And they're nice to him. They're like petting him on the hand and handing him cookies <laughs> under the table. And he's like, I like Democrats now. I'm just a real estate developer. I don't understand your politics and your deal making and your Congress. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Uh, so there are two houses right. of Congress. Because remember when he was celebrating so hard when the House passed their Obamacare repeal, and it was like, you do understand that there is an, another House of Congress. That, you know. <laughs> right. I, I am just a reality show host. I don't understand what bicameral <laughs> means. He's, oh, my God. So anyway, so here's uh, Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter probably had the most... Um, prominent reaction to all of this that everyone's sort of repeating this morning at this point who doesn't want trump impeached that's ann coulter now invoking impeachment for donald trump 
Uh, Joe Walsh, deadbeat Joe Walsh, uh, responding to Sean Hannity. No, if true, blame Trump. GOP sucks. But if Trump caves on amnesty and the wall, that's on him. Quit coddling him. And then, of course, we have... Uh, oh, Walsh st- was on MSNBC this afternoon. Why? Freaking out. He was like... Why? He's like, he's dead. He's dead to me. I, I think he's through. I mean, he was really, like, freaking out. At some point this afternoon, I, right before I left Raw Story today, uh, I had put a post in of about his on-air freakout because it's fun. Because he's just like, I mean... I don't know. Joe Walsh is like weepy and weird and overly emotional and always kind of sweaty. But today he was just like, you know, he was just like, he's always I, kind of sweaty. It's like our dreams are ashes. You know, everything we love is in a ruins. I, I never learned to read. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so that was Joe Walsh. And then we heard from uh, Steve King, Congressman Steve King. Steve, very uh-huh. strong. He going rogue. Yeah, he's he totally going rogue because he says here oh, to God, what an idiot. Yeah, d- go on, go d- directly addressing Donald Trump. He said here to at Donald Trump, if AP is correct, Trump base is blown up destroyed, irreparable, and disillusioned beyond repair. No promise is credible. When did you not, when did, I mean, welcome to the party. No promise is credible. It's not like you don't have decades of evidence from unpaid contractors and fired (laughs) casino workers and laid off Trump magazine staffers and Trump airline employees. I mean, I know that they're not, as a rule, Republicans are not big on empirical evidence. Yeah. You know, they'd much rather believe in sky fairies and invisible things. But um, come on. I mean, if this was like an episode of Murder, She Wrote or, you know... um, Special Victims Unit or something. Yeah. It would this, it, the producers would be like, no, no, too obvious. This yeah. <laughs> clues is too obvious. Yeah, we have to, right. you know. I'm just giddy. I'm just, you know what? I'm just giddy about all of this. Here's a tweet here. Paul Joseph Watson from Infowars, who's responsible for that fake news article that went around Infowars for a while, that said that Common Core, a Common Core teacher, was teaching six-year-old children how to use a dildo in class. <laughs> Yeah, and so so Paul, Paul Joseph Watson totally totally the authority. Uh, I can't even imagine how, where, where that. Oh, okay. Yeah, Do Paul go Joseph. On. Yeah, Paul Joseph, and and by the way, last year Paul Joseph Watson was also uh, responsible for another fake news story that was fed to him by a Scottish prankster who gave him a fake news story and he ran with it and published it. This is Paul Joseph Watson. This is Infowars. This is Alex Jones's people. So he's got a, uh, Paul Joseph Watson uh, posted a a poll here on his Twitter feed. It says, has Trump betrayed the base on amnesty? Uh, The choices are, and and you can play along here, David, uh, total betrayal. That's item number one. Item number two, 4D chess. I always love when I see that come up as an explanation for for Trump's weirdness and and insanity and ignorance and incompetence mainly 4D chess right okay and then the this the Does third... that even exist i mean i know that there is like you know there is 3D chess with yeah. multiple boards but is 4D chess i mean you have to play like outside the space time continuum <laughs> That's exactly right. Outside this way, where find that fourth dimension so we can play chess. Thank you very much. Uh, I mean, the the thing from Star Trek was three dimensional chess because it was three layers, like three chess boards, and then you could play, you know, across the different chess boards, one stacked on top of the other. Uh, But I've never heard actually do that. Yeah, yeah. Or they actually play that type people. Really? Yeah, no, it's a real thing. 
Three-dimensional chess is a real thing with multiple oh my God. boards. For the, yeah, it's, <laughs> ugh, I can't even imagine. I can't even play the regular way. I'm getting a headache just talking about it. Uh, and then, the, well, the last choice here in this poll is, I'm going to wait and see. Well, I'm going with total betrayal. That's my vote. And I'm going to cast my uh, cast my ballot here in Paul Joseph Watson's uh, poll. Uh, it, ter- it, looks, uh, <laughs> it looks not good for Trump. Uh, total betrayal at 27%. So I don't have any faith in this, Bob. I know that it's fun to relish their pain, but by next week, they'll all be back under his wing. I don't not, know. I don't it's know. No, it's He's their alcoholic mom. Well, I mean. You know, like, I mean, he beats them sometimes, but they still have this deep and visceral emotional attachment to him that is unaccountable and unexplainable because he hates all the same people they hate. Yeah. Well, you know, right. it's going to be one of those things where maybe he wins them back a little bit, but then he'll do something else that will. It's like two steps forward, one step back. I just, you know, I have no faith in their ability to learn from experience. <laughs> so, so, oh, so, really? so wait, so here are the results of the poll so far. Paul Joseph Watson, this flim flam artist, says uh, it's 27% total betrayal, 22% 4D chess, 51% I'm going to wait and see, which is basically <laughs> like saying, I don't know. I have no see? idea. <laughs> Right, but this, so far uh, well, that's what I'm talking about. See, but they will wait and see until like he goes off on some kind of rant and like drops the c word about Hillary Clinton on Twitter <laughs> or something, and then they'll love him again because it's all that they really are connected to. There's no ideological center. Yeah, there is no. It's just like f those black people, f those queers, f those <laughs> uppity feminists and their social justice warrior ways. Right, and that that's what binds the Trump coalition together. That is the glue, and. You know, I was really interested in reading Katie Turr's book until I found out that it's like, you know, she's placed this very empathic lens on the people who were screaming at her while she was in that pen. Oh, yeah. Trying to understand where they're coming from and what made them this way. And I'm like, racism made them this way. I mean, I'm from the South. I got oh no sympathy God. for those people. I've been around them all my life, and they are irredeemable. Right. I mean, the I best got... we can hope for is like four-wheeler accidents and lung cancer and obesity. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you can find David Ferguson at Raw Story, <laughs> right to him. Carol. Oh wait, before we go on, oh, yes, I yes, mention yes, yes. <laughs> that the views expressed here do not reflect those of the editorial board at Raw Story and are not official positions and are only endorsed by me. I am appearing here strictly in my capacity as an eye and skin irritant. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're we're also going to give you a fart for that one. All right. Good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I have got to go back and watch the Steve Bannon thing. Do you have still have the cheek sound effect? Oh yes, I do. His, the, like, the, the sound of alien, his conjoined twin that was trying yeah. to leap out of his face on sixty minutes. <laughs> He's got like a quado that was trying to burst out of his face. It goes like this. <laughs> yeah, really What's gross. The basket. <laughs> Um, it's Quato. Well, it's Quato so, Bannon coming out of his face. Yeah, but I mean, I have to go back and watch though because when I ran those clips, I was transcribing them for for you know for Raw Story, and I didn't watch. I was like busy typing, typing. <laughs> yeah, and so and then I watched the view, and Sonny Hostin was like, "There's an alien vein pulsing in his face." <laughs> <laughs> go back and watch it now yeah it's really gross and uh, yeah I, actually this is taken from the actual i, I used a space age audio enhancement technique some of the stuff that they use on uh, on like csi and i just i was able like to isolate listening it. stuff nice that's <laughs> really impressive considering you can barely work your own ch- uh podcast technology. oh my god yeah i know <laughs> god tell me about it but uh oh, so, so, know, I mean, double can... polo shirt we gotta talk about that because that was something you and kimberly were talking about yesterday double polo shirt yeah yeah 
this is something uh, you know i live in an sec town i uh, see fraternity boys all the time and that is like an old school <laughs> like late 80s early 90s fraternity boy thing to wear two polo shirts at once usually contrasting colors though yeah with like the collar turned up hmm. uh, interesting this is the thing that i think really gives us a clue into the ultimate scariest corners of bannon's id where he believes that he is like a like as cool as Tom Cruise in Top Gun, like a brawling, like frat boy, bad boy, like, you know, like preppy outsider, but like Blaine and 16 Candles or whatever. Like he's got this whole image of himself as this badass. Yeah. You know, yeah. wears his sunglasses on top of his head and wears the pop collar, two polos at once. Right. But he forgot to get contrasting ones. They're both black. Yeah. He forgot. Um, he, he forgot to get the liver transplant is what he really needs. Instead of two oh, shirts, man. why'd you spend a little extra At money, least, Steve Bannon, you know, on a liver to go on TV, Put some drops in your eyes, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Right. I mean, but they did. Like I mean, Hall's cherry cough drops just sort of rotating around in an empty skull. I mean, they did bring in ILM to do the uh, visual effects to make his face look less splotchy. <laughs> I guess they spent the blood. The you whole budget this? for the whole budget seg- for the segment went on pancake makeup. They were like putting it on with a fire hose. That's right. And then like this little meter on the like money thing goes off. And they're like, oh, that's it. Can't do anything else here. <laughs> yeah, We've like run out of budget. It's got like Nixon levels of makeup, like three Nixons worth of makeup on uh, Steve Bannon's face. But so I want to go back to Katie Turr real quick. You're mentioning Katie Turr and and what and she was on uh, with Rachel Maddow last night. And yes. I, I really like Katie Turr, and I do definitely want to read her book because it's. Sounds utterly fascinating, and I love the cover of of her book, too, uh, specifically. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, just by saying that Trump's supporters support him merely because of political correctness is really, really simplistic. And I hope there's more to her explanation. But what I got last night was they're just reacting to PC culture, which is... They're reacting to a world that's overreacting. It's so not about that. Uh, did you see I did an article for Ross Story last week where yeah. there was a study that I read about where they were interviewing well they were doing an experiment on voters mm-hmm. where they showed them a bunch of materials they asked them questions about a federal housing program mm. in the yeah. process they showed these people materials about people getting foreclosed upon and you know the gimmick mortgages that were you know all part of the 2008 collapse and everything and um during this, you know, one of the materials had a picture of a guy standing next to a sign that said foreclosed. And in some of the materials, it was a white man. And in some of the materials, it was a black man. Mm-hmm. And all, and they, oh, they checked everybody's political affiliation before they began the quiz. And in every single case, when a person who was a Trump-affiliated person or had any affinity for Trump whatsoever, when that black face showed up in their materials about this federal housing program, they immediately became angry and hostile and were like, that program needs to be shut down. Those people don't deserve it. They're lazy free litters. Yep. And it's just like, and uh, it's like the guy at the root was saying, he's like, you know, Trump voters are very complex. Mm-hmm. They have economic anxieties and they feel like the world, I'm just bull****. Yeah, they're fucking racist as hell. That's I mean. <laughs> the bottom line is right, and so I just I can't get. I can only feel so much empathy for a bunch of people who are really just banking on racial resentment. Yeah, and that's just and it. It was all about the you know the brown people that are going to take our jobs. Plus, and it's it, a, plus know. this explanation, David, is is a is a way of deferring the blame onto PC culture instead of 
laying the blame at the feet of the Trump supporters for their own ignorance and and lack of racial tolerance and every other thing down the line that you know that we've witnessed over these last couple of years and how they've behaved their their uh, pension I've for I've never been able to figure out where the violent volcanic rage about PC comes from though yeah like i mean yeah. it's like people are just asking you to be slightly less of an asshole well look i mean my explanation is this i mean i know a lot of uh, people on the left who are angry about pc culture there's a certain degree of pc culture that even pisses me off but but where it's just a little t- it's just a little too much now when you go into that's, i mean this whole safe space like trigger words thing, i mean where yeah. is that actually happening like outside of isolated pockets on college campuses well that's just it it's there's 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 an amplification that it's, happens on the internet where it where it shows more reporting but not necessarily an expansion of the actual thing itself we're just hearing right. about it more often now here's the thing though i mean for example Patton oswald is not a big fan of pc culture neither was ches pazienza who was on this show for many 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 years uh neither of them are big fans of pc culture and they've spent lots of time speaking out against it if you talk about comics like Patton oswald many many comics have been driven out of their jobs, out of their livelihoods to a certain extent because of PC culture. But you don't see them running to the uh, warm embrace of Donald Trump's ample bosom. You know, it's just not happening. And so, Who has when you- lost a job, though? I mean, you know, I've seen Jerry Seinfeld like complaining about PC culture and talking about how people didn't like his joke about how his friend was acting like a gay French king as he like airily flitted through the contacts on his phone. And he's like, people thought we're mad at that joke. And I'm like, Jerry, that joke's not funny. Yeah. I don't, you know, people are like, it's hard to make jokes now because it's like, I don't have any problem being funny. I'm hilarious, okay? <laughs> I'm a funny guy. Uh, and you're, you're just like to... Liam, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson at the top of the show. He's a really funny guy. Do you want to like start studying uh, uh, improv and make car- lots of lists? Crazy yeah. characters. <laughs> <laughs> if you're funny, be funny. It's yeah. not like anyone's holding you back. If you can't find something to be funny about that isn't racist or sexist or bigoted in some way, you're not very funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, there have been a few occasions where people have legitimately been doing satire and and been called on the carpet for it. I mean, I remember one very specific time where Stephen Colbert, who who obviously hasn't lost his job or hasn't been damaged by this, but there was a whole hashtag campaign against him when he wheeled out his ching chong ding dong character if you remember that one uh but uh, conversely there's also someone like michael richards who deservedly so was called on the carpet for using the n-word in his act one time this was i don't know five six five six years ago colbert thing blew up was because everyone was making fun of it yeah i mean there can't have been more than two or three hundred real followers behind that and everybody else was like oh my god <laughs> look at the poor kid who think who for for whom one layer of irony is yeah too yeah many. but um, i mean i mean ultimately so, my, my my point here is that with like for, say let's take michael richards who's the most extreme example where he yeah he did blurt out the n-word a bunch of times in a stand-up act and then has basically not worked since then even though he was the, obviously the standout character on on the most popular half Hour sitcom in the history of television, but the I thing never is, got that show. Uh, but I really am not a Seinfeld fan. It's, oh my god, just, really? Straight, straight guys are just not funny. <laughs> straight guys are not funny. Well, thank you very much, They're sir. Really, kind of not. I mean, if it's not jokes about the wife 
or whatever, or like how like nice girls want. You know, it's just. Uh, uh, okay, sorry, no, another Bob, email you can send to, to send to David Ferguson. All you straight men, like <laughs> I, I'm already starting to fire off my letter to David Ferguson. Like, damn you! I think I'm very funny. Up yours, David Ferguson. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> so uh, so nevertheless, I mean, I'm just the, pulling your chain. the point is that Michael Richards never really became a Trump supporter as a consequence of the uh, the whole PC thing. Uh, occurring and and that's why the PC you can't use PC culture as an excuse to explain Donald Trump supporters because there's something else that's deeper something else that's more uh, nefarious uh, as, as you said racism etc 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 all right so let's let's take a, a pause here with all of the racism talk and PC culture and all that crap and talk about a- the Amazon link at bobseska.com one of my favorite things in the whole world is to scour Amazon.com for obscure products. In fact, I often test Amazon to see if it has really, really obscure products. So as a result, we do this every once in a while on the show. We play Stump the Amazon Link. So what we're going to do, David, you're going to name a product, and we'll see if they have it in Amazon Link. And the goal is to find a product that they don't have, but I assure you they will have it because Amazon.com has everything. Okay, so in Japan... There's, mm-hmm. Okay, Alpha Industries makes amazing bomber jackets, right? Okay. It's a company that's based in Tennessee, of all places. But there's this whole range of things they make in Japan that you can't get here. And one of them is a William Gibson pattern recognition black bomber jacket. So look for Alpha Industries William Gibson bomber jacket. William Gibson bomber jacket. Okay, so I'm, I've gone to bobseska.com. Did you ever read pattern recognition? No. I have not. There's a really cool jacket that one of the characters has that it's part, it's kind of, it's one of those things that part of the plot hinges on it, but. Okay. Well, we'll bear that in what mind. Are, what are we getting? Okay. We're, we're at bobseska.com. I'm going, uh, moving my cursor beneath the Bob Seska show logo and I'm clicking the all right, capital. Right. dive for, through the homepage. Right. The, I'm going to the Amazon and link. Somebody link. buy something. Yep. And so you now, get. so now we're at amazon.com and I'm going to search for William Gibson. Bomber jacket. Alpha Industries is the company. Alpha Industries. Alpha Industries. We may have stumped the Amazon link. I'm not sure, but let's check here. Uh, We found zero results for William Gibson bomber jacket, Alpha Industries. They do not have that at Amazon.com. That is a a first. They do have... Oh, wait, wait, wait wait just a second. Wait just a minute here. They do have the book, Pattern Recognition. Mm -hmm. They also have... Here is... Okay, they've got several options. I take this back. They actually do have bomber jackets. It just it listed below. I think the William Gibson part threw them off. Here is the Alpha Industry Men's MA1 Slim Fit Flight Bomber Jacket. Oh, that's, that's a good one. At $150 through Amazon Prime. That's also the gray color. So once again, we were unable. I, I thought we were going to do it. I thought we were going to actually stump the Amazon link, but we were unable to do it this time so they have every literally everything at amazon.com and so can you when you go shopping until you're dropping while also supporting the show all you have to do is go to bobseska.com instead of amazon.com once you've arrived at the podcast page just click the all caps amazon link just beneath the logo on the main page it takes you directly to the front page of amazon.com you go shopping as normal but if you use our link we get a small commission from everything you buy it costs you nothing extra and it helps support the show and don't forget to bookmark it that's the bobseska.com amazon link it is the only way to shop. The Bob Seska Show. 
Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, and uh, breaking news, straight men aren't funny. So that's just weird. What we're learning today from David Ferguson. <laughs> I hurt your feelings, didn't I? I'm sorry, Bob. You're funny. No, I, I'm, uh, I've already made the decision long ago that I'm not funny. So you're not surprising me. We're not breaking any news here as far as I go. Uh, okay, so Donald Trump this morning uh, spoke to reporters on his way to Florida. And he said on his way out to the helicopter... We're working on a plan subject to getting massive border controls. We're working on a plan for DACA. People want to see that happen. You have 800,000 young people brought here, no fault of their own. So we're working on a plan. Jibba-jibba-doo, jibba-jibba-doo. We're going to get massive border security as part of that. And I think something can happen. We'll see what happens, but something will happen. I'm sure I, I'm surprised he didn't add this. I can tell you or believe me. He did. None you of will that. be so happy. You'll be so happy with Trump. <laughs> happy. So happy. So happy. You'll be. Yeah. <laughs> he loves saying that every time he says that all the time. That's what he says. John Oliver said on Sunday night, he says that when he's got no answer and he's trying to shut the conversation down as quickly as possible. Exactly. The room. Oh my God. And that, yeah, that montage that he played, that super cut of every time that Donald Trump has said, you're going to be so happy. You're, gonna, you're not going to be, you're not going to believe how happy you are. That's always like, I've got nothing else to say. <laughs> I've got nothing of nothing just, of substance me, it's the to divorce say. Dad, rat. It's the it's the thing that you're like you know when you were oh we're not going to Six Flags this year, kids. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna come up with something else, and you're gonna be so happy, you know. Well, here is the uh, but, here's the the craziest thing about this uh, set of remarks that he gave on his way out to the uh, Marine One this morning at the White House. He said this: Mitch is on board, Paul Ryan's on board. We all feel. Look, 92% of the people agree on DACA, but what we want is very, very powerful, very, 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 very powerful border security, okay? <laughs> the, the key words here, Mitch is on board, Paul Ryan's on board. I don't think they're on board. <laughs> I don't think they really are. I think that uh, he was putting words in their mouth. I, I think there's I think no they're way they're on with board. Us. Millions of people who came to his inauguration. <laughs> None of the rest of us can see. That's right. Oh, uh, Jesus. So this is okay. Here's the uh, here's the upshot of all of this. This this DACA deal. Where you know I'm glad that there could potentially be a, a piece of legislation that'll pass that'll solidify DACA and and code it into uh, into the books. But here's the problem. Uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump is just so stupid. He is just so politically incompetent and ignorant. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's making it up as he goes along. And what this is going to do is this is going to uh, obviously uh, impact a lot of Donald Trump's support, that 36, 36%, is it right now? 36% of, uh, of people still support Donald Trump, and a lot of those are basically the googly-eyed rally-goers, the, the people who... See, I don't believe it. I don't think it's going to cut into them at all. You don't think it's going to... Really? Hmm. I'll bet you five bucks. I, I don't also know. think he's going to be resigning... I, but I said he'd be out before the fall, and it's almost fall. <laughs> yeah, but this is, enough. I mean, this speaks directly to his people's racism. And, and the thing that they've wanted more than anything else is to get the brown people out. This is something that is is Republican, not only Republican uh, issue-based, uh, a Republican issue-based goal, but also a Republican 
political strategic goal because this is about stemming this uh, this tide of uh, the way they brown see babies. The way, uh, here comes all the brown babies and that means more Democrats and that means the Republicans no longer having an electoral chance in the coming decades and that's what they're concerned about this is this is Donald Trump going directly against a long-term Republican political strategy, which is to block as many brown people from being in the United States and voting Democratic as they can. And so... Uh, I'm telling you, it will not make a dent. Okay. Well, I, you know what? Uh, you could very well be you right. Will, you will be amazed at how rubbery these people's spines are. They will tie themselves in literal knots to protect their cult leader. Yeah. Because I I'm mean, telling you, he's their like alcoholic, abusive mom who they love, who they can't let go of. And their attachment to him has got nothing to do with rational. It's got nothing to do with like actual policy or any kind of agenda. It's just all about defend the base at all costs, you yeah. know, and hopefully I'm wrong. Maybe this will mean that his support will crater. Yeah. Uh, and we'll finally see some movement in the house of representatives. But I just, I am personally, I think the people who have glommed onto him are like the dog in the on fire. This is fine. This is fine. Like it, no evidence will persuade them now. Well, I think you because might now be. Now it's become a matter of resentment. Like they're backed into a corner and they will not admit that they were wrong. Well, you could very well be right on this, David, because, I mean, as we've known for uh, how long ago did he say this, a year and a half that he could go into the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot someone in the head and his poll numbers yep. would go up? I, but I, I don't no, know. I, mean, is, I guarantee you his, his supporters would be like, I don't know about all this DACA business. I mean, I don't care. I mean, the gifts that they live here, they're Americans, but I mean, <laughs> I, make America great again. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, because we're not dealing with coherent thought. No processes we're dealing with just like people who've gotten so used to like their whole experience of the world beyond their own street is like to get their sense of fear and rage poked and stimulated by Fox News. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as long as he continues to act like he hates the people they hate, which I know that that squaring off of like that versus DACA and saying but I promise you, it will. They'll just they'll go. They'll breeze right by like it's I mean, in the air. Breitbart is referring to Trump as Amnesty Don. Nobody Am reads Amnesty Breitbart Don. anymore. You know, they're, they're no nobody reads Breitbart. <laughs> it is plunged. They've lost ninety percent of their advertisers since the whole Milo Yiannopoulos controversy. I would like to see that. I would like to see their traffic numbers up close because I think they're just. Is it winning. really that dismal for them? They lost that many readers. Ninety percent of their advertisers are gone. Oh my god! Well, you know, does that does that around, and it's the most toxic brand to be associated with in the country after Charlottesville, the mm, alt right. Interesting. And, I mean, they declared themselves the alt right at the 2016 Republican convention. We are the platform of the alt right. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, Good luck wriggling out of that straitjacket uh, and all this triumphant crowing and ballyhooing from Bannon and, and all the people over there that are, you know, quote unquote writers mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> who will all ultimately be exposed as plagiarists because that's apparently the only way that right wing men write yeah. is to cut and paste other people's material. But I think it's a it's a sinking ship and they know <laughs> it. And, and it was like the one place he could go to, like yeah. when he gets fired from the White House from completely managing to screw up doing nothing mm -hmm. yeah which is a tough one let's uh let's talk about uh stupid watergate for a second because this segues into uh it was actually segues nicely between uh this other story this daca story and, and russia because we have 
similar levels of derpitude going on here where they're doing things, the, the Trump people are doing things that are actually either self-incriminating or damaging to their own goals. And that's exactly, I, at least I think, David disagrees with me, obviously. David knows, uh, but, but who am I? I'm just a straight man who's not funny. Uh, so, 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 okay, so. Oh, God, I should have known. This is going to keep coming up like a fight between a married couple for the rest of our relationship, isn't it, Bob? Well, j- just be glad that. Be like, we're going to be like running at a gas on like a trip to like the convenience store or something and you're gonna be like you said i wasn't funny <laughs> right right well don't i mean don't feel in, entirely how about bad this, because Bob? how about this i will offer you an honorary b designation like in the lgbt like i mean you know it's sort of unfulfilled contractual thing like you don't actually have to follow through or anything you just do like all those british rock stars like david bowie who are like oh i'm bisexual yes and then you can marry a supermodel and no one will even blink (laughs) right right well okay so here's the thing all right let's uh i want to get into this 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 piece of uh news here about susan rice and devin nunez because dumb 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 uh, Devin Nunes wanted to make a big stink over the fact that Susan Rice unmasked names of Trump officials in this intercept of, of a conversation with now we're learning is a uh, is the, the crown prince of the United Arab Emirates. Uh, Susan Rice noticed that the crown prince of the UAE decided to come to New York and, and <laughs> making and, a quick jaunt to the city without letting the government know. Yeah, without letting anyone know. This is during the transition. This is back in December. And the crown prince met with uh, Jared Kushner, Steve Bannon, and, uh, and Mike Flynn at Trump Tower unbeknownst to, again, the Obama administration. So when uh, Susan Rice, who was Obama's national security advisor, saw that this all went down, she was like, okay, now, li- who? what the hell is going on? Here, so right. I, we Why have to. Is someone? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's tap doing into your job. this. Yeah, exactly. So what they did was uh, uh, Susan Rice unmasked the names of of the people that uh, uh, the Crown Prince was meeting with, and it turned out to be these three uh, Trump officials. That's basically the big three. Like at the time, the top. Bo, Larry, and Curly of corruption, and the Trump, and the, the very the the pillar of Russian tools. Yes, the Manny Mo and Jack of the uh, of the Trump administration, right? And so uh, this became a controversy among Trump supporters. Like, why is Susan Rice doing this? Is did Susan Rice violate the law? Well, we found out that no, there's nothing wrong with Susan Rice having doing having done this. This was entirely on the level. Uh, and so what Devin but Nunes you knew has that, done, didn't you from the very get go? Oh, of course, of course. But if, of it, I'm like, the only crime that woman is guilty of is being a powerful black woman working for Barack Obama. Right. Well, there's a series of scandals that have been brought up based on fake news that have circulated the, uh, uh, right wing internet and Trumpers online. And, and, <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, uh, AM talk radio on Fox news channel that have all become, no, as soon as they saw her name, they lit up like a Christmas tree because they're like, she's rice. And yeah, you know, exactly. Not right. That they're racist or any, thing but well so yeah. i mean the, the the point here is that devin nunez wanted to call attention to this to try to create a scandal <laughs> blaming the obama administration for wiretaps or whatever and instead what devin nunez has done is called attention to this meeting which never should have happened and what we're finding out is that uh what they were trying to do this is again kushner flynn and bannon they were trying to set up a back channel to moscow through the uae and through this this crown prince, right? So, which right, would never have been public knowledge if Nunez hadn't been 
He's, I mean, it's like videotaping this crime spree is the best idea that we ever had. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. But, I mean, like... if, but think about it. If you took Mr. Bean, the mm-hmm. British detective, and filtered him through a California dairy family, would you not end up with Evan Nunez? <laughs> Maybe so. That's entirely possible. <laughs> but uh, so th- the other layer to all of this is there's an entire, there's a huge link between Donald Trump and Dubai, which is in the UAE. And Donald Trump is building a Trump golf course in Dubai. And we learned last week that he's workers is using Chinese workers. That's exactly right. Instead of buying American and hiring American, do I get a pony? (laughs) You do. You absolutely get a pony. And, uh, so, so Mike Flynn, uh, and uh, Jared Kushner and Steve Bannon all met with this character from the UAE to set up this back channel to Russia. And now we know all about it, which has now put all three of them in the crosshairs of Robert Mueller in terms of that investigation, because now there are all these things that are happening that are not disclosed. So why didn't they disclose it? Why didn't they say anything? It can't be because, oh, well, we were just, we're trying to figure out how to solve the Syria problem. It wasn't that. They, this is very obviously Trump trying to create a, uh, a back channel line of communication so he can continue to coordinate with Vladimir Putin and the Kremlin. So this is that's the whole point of this. It's just the dumbest goddamn thing. They just keep walking right into their own propeller. They keep falling into their own quicksand. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like they're uh, someone I, I saw someone online compare Devin Nunes to uh Wiley Coyote, where you know he's painting the uh the, the cave opening on the side of the uh, cliff and then running straight into it himself. And and pancaking himself against the uh, the rock face, right? Oh God! I mean, just, just look at his face. Look at his insipid fucking face. I mean, yeah. he just oh, Devin Nunez. I mean, he just you can hear the whistle of the wind from one ear hole to the other. Mm-hmm. It's just there's nothing. Oh. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he's like right behind. Like my personal bet noir is Jeff Sessions. I just he's yeah. like a terrible, terrible, repulsive little gay Southern. Dwarf. He is, that, yeah. Like, I was noticing something too. Cookies and crackers in a tree when he's off duty. <laughs> I was noticing something about uh, Jeff Sessions when he talks. He actually uses his whole body when he starts talking. He does these little jump things, like like he's almost j- like jumping up and down behind the podium when he's talking. It's just really, it's well, kind of got, funny you know, and distracting. Nobody can see him. He's only four foot high, so yeah, he's right. like leaping. He's leaping, so, so it's, you know. <laughs> Exactly right. He's trying to be seen over the microphone or over the uh, the front. Can, can y'all see me? Can you can y'all see me? I'm right here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I am. <laughs> right. Uh, so um, uh, just watching him read that DACA thing last week with that like barely suppressed zeal, like he's just like, I'm gonna kick some brown people out of this country. Uh, I just want to. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's been looking forward to doing that for a long, long time. Uh, I think probably back on the campaign trail when he first ran in 1876 or whenever it was, he first became an Alabama senator. Some campaign advisor was like, you're not very big, Jeff. You don't have to move around a lot. <laughs> and so he just became like a kind of pom-pomless cheerleader while he talks. Jesus. That's what, yeah, he's almost doing that. He's like doing the... Uh... 
the Will Ferrell and uh, uh, Sherry O'Terry characters from SNL. He's a, he's a big fan of those. Uh, okay, so Mike Flynn, meanwhile, promoted a nuclear power plant deal with Russia while serving as national security advisor. Not only that, but, but he actually used National Security Council staffers to help him promote the construction of this nuclear power plant with Russia. This is they wanted to put these nuclear power plants in the Middle East, and it was going to be a cooperative deal between. Because uh, there's nothing unstable or anything going on in the Middle East, and they don't have any other energy sources there. I mean, obviously the Middle East needs nuclear power. Yeah, they don't have any oil, right? <laughs> exactly, but I mean, this is so fantastically illegal what he was doing. Here's, uh, let's see, Mike Flynn worked to promote a private plan to build nuclear reactors throughout the Middle East that at one point involved contributions from Russian companies, even during his tenure as President Trump's national security advisor, according to the Wall Street Journal. This story was already in the spotlight as House Democrats asked special counsel Robert Mueller to look into Flynn's failure to disclose trips related to the project on his security clearance renewal forms, claiming Flynn, quote, appeared to break the law. Yeah, then there was a whole letter uh, corresponding to this uh, 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 written. My favorite character in this story is Flynn Jr., though. Oh, yeah. Who's <laughs> like the archetypal, like, Pepe, you know, like, right-wing web neckbeard. Well, me- meanwhile, <laughs> Flynn didn't give up on the project once he assumed a White House position, instead working to arrange meetings between the former military officers, officers behind the project and National Security Council staff. That is just staggering. I mean, what an abuse of government resources. Uh, obviously, he wasn't disclosing this. Uh, it's just more bad news for Flynn as he increasingly finds himself at the nexus of Mueller's investigation. And again, this is whenever you talk about Mike Flynn, you've got to ask the question, what did Trump know and when did he know it? You know, this is all this is the thing that uh, kind of gets lost when we talk about Mike Flynn's involvement in the Trump Russia story, which is the Trump. I part. can see Trump not even knowing that that's illegal. Well, that's that, that, I mean, that's going to be his I whole can excuse. See, like, Trump knowing that, like, you know, it's of course my national security advisor is taking advantage of the business opportunities presented to him when he's working for my administration. It's very prestigious to be here. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I mean, I can see him being that dumb, but Flynn's got no excuse. I mean, unless he's just completely deranged or or maybe the kid did everything. I think and Flynn is like pretending he did it so to shield his kid because I mean. I, I just I can't understand the level of cognitive dissonance yeah. in, a, in a U.S. service member. Like that's what makes me crazy. I mean, I military. I know there are bad people in the military, just like there are good people in the military. But I just I can't like. I guess it's just the money. Like yeah. it, the money is so persuasive. Like to have billions of dollars in the bank that you're willing to sell out your country and hand over national security secrets and make deals with the devil. Well, I think you were onto something when you said that uh, <laughs> you're wondering whether Mike Flynn was deranged. I, I think he's absolutely deranged. I don't think there's any question as to uh, uh, Mike Flynn's derangement. All right, let's take uh, one last break and we'll wrap up the show right after these words. Right on. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. 
Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Uh, okay, uh, just a couple more things we want to talk about before we wrap up the show today. Uh, briefly on, uh, what's that? It's what? ragweed seed pollen season here in Georgia. Oh, so is I'm it? Coughing and sneezing, yeah. I, I didn't hear it, so I think you're okay. Uh, okay. right. So, so we got a couple of healthcare stories. I want to get to this uh, real quick. First of all, I was shocked to see, and I think a lot of people who followed the, uh, the, the year long debate around the affordable care act back in 2009 and early 2010 were mostly shocked to see this. And that is that M- Max Baucus, who's no longer in the Senate anymore. Uh, but Max Baucus was the senator from Montana, I believe it was, and he was the centerpiece in terms of crafting the Affordable Care Act in the United States Senate. He was the guy who was just a fly in the ointment the whole time, opposed to the public option, taking a more uh, moderate approach on the aspects of the Affordable Care Act. And was just endlessly frustrating throughout the entire process. And frankly, if it had been entirely up to Max Baucus, the Affordable Care Act never would have happened. But now, right. Max Baucus supports single-payer, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. What the hell? Hell has frozen over, officially, now that Max Baucus supports single-payer. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> uh, this is confounding. And 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 it's more than a little irritating because Max Baucus is no longer in the Senate, so of course he can support single payer now when it means nothing for Max Baucus to support single payer. Uh, and it's right at a time when Bernie Sanders, with the support of uh, at least fifteen other members of the United States Senate, including including Elizabeth Warren and Al Franken, who now all support this uh, Bernie Sanders legislation for Medicare for all, which. It's uh, I, of course, this is something that uh, w- we hope will happen someday and we hope this will somehow pass. But the odds of it oh, passing at this point this time around, I can't. There's no it's up there's there no support for the Republicans for to vote against. It's a trap. It's like they're going to be able to come back around, you know, after this cycle and be like, this person voted for you to not have free health care. Yeah. But How I mean, feel about that? it would be now. Here's here's my next prediction. I predict that this will be the next thing that Donald Trump starts to support. I think this is something that he is going to get behind. I think this is going to be like a Nixon to China thing for Donald Trump. Except it's going to be Nixon to China. (laughs) China. Right. China. Uh, This is going to be one of those things where only Donald Trump as a Republican could come out in favor of uh, a Medicare for all uh, bill. And get away with it. 
I think he could do it. I, I, the get away with it part, I don't know. But I think ultimately, if Donald Trump went out there and sold it to his rally goers, I think they'd be okay with it. I think they would go for it. I think they would support him. The congressional Republicans, on the other hand, that's an entirely different story. So we're going to start to see, I think, the, the upshot of all of this, whether it's the DACA deal, and it is still a big darn deal. A big darn deal. Right. Uh, I, I think this is going to uh, lead to uh, more defined factions on the right. I think we're going to start to see the hotheads and the diehards supporting Donald Trump. They're going to go with him no matter what. I think you're going to see the moderates, obviously, continuing to oppose Donald Trump, most of them being never Trumpers. I think you're going to see now a clearly defined middle area between the moderates and between the Trumpers of Republicans who are just going to cut bait with him. And I still don't say, I know you disagree with me, David, but I still think that that's going to make a difference as far as dropping his approval numbers closer to that danger zone of about 30%. Because if he goes I down that way, when I see it, uh, like up. I said, he's their drunk mom. They don't care if he hits them. <laughs> That's right. They, it's like it's part of like their weird pathology that they're locked into. At some point, they looked at him and said, "That is me." Yep, yep. Uh, and you're gonna have to like prime off with a crowbar, I think. Oh yeah. By the way, speaking of China, uh, he tweeted yesterday: China has a business tax rate of 15. percent We should do everything possible to match them in order to win with our economy, jobs, and wages. He ends there. We're talking about China. China. And it turns out that China does not have a business tax rate of 15. percent It is 20. 25%, which is the same as it is in the United States. Why would he know that anyway? Trump, <laughs> Why would he, yeah. Trump knows nothing. All right, that's the show. We'll see you on the Postmortem Show. Sign up at our Patreon page. Get there through bobseska.com and click the all-caps Patreon link. Okay? Go and do it. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> A big darn deal.